Hello, and welcome to Positive Spark Plug. I'm your host, Candice. I'm so excited for you guys to be joining me today. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, Xavier Degba. And in this episode, we talk about life, but this episode, I go through a process that he brings his clients through or anybody that he works with through. And just let me tell you, it is it is so beautiful and transformational. I cry. I have never felt um, so liberating and free. And since that moment and 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 doing that process, I have honestly have felt lighter, have felt more clear and focused, and have really felt more at peace and okay with life, myself, and, and all that I'm bringing to it. And it's just been a really cool, neat, and unique um, experience right from the very beginning up until this point. So I hope you guys enjoy, because here we go. Hello, and welcome to Positive Spark Plug. I'm your host, Candace, and I'm so excited for you guys to be joining me today, for I have the miraculous Xavier Degba. He is going to be talking a little bit about his journey and the way that he is bringing himself to the world to serve others so that others can become their best self. Thank you so very much, Xavier, for joining me today. Well, it's an honor, honestly. It's I, I feel honored to be able to show up here today and also to help serve all the people that are following the beautiful work that you're doing because right now it is so much needed. Well, thank you. Um, I'm excited to bring to bring value to my listeners and to to your followers and and your clients. Um, to get going, I want to have a little fun to get to know you a little bit because how I started following you on Instagram was I posted. I, this is how I believe I followed you. I posted a question on my IG story, and you reached out saying, "Hey, I love your page. Keep going." Hello, and I was like, "That's so nice." So I replied back, and then I started following you, and look at, ta-da, you're here. And I'm so happy. Um, so just to get to know you a little bit more, and to have some fun, um, and to get my listeners to know you a little bit more, I want you to choose three of the emojis that best describe you and why. Um, at the moment, three of the three of the best emojis. Whoa, that that describe me. Hmm, it's it's a hard question. But two, three of the the emojis that I feel aligned with at the moment. At yeah. It's first the two hands like this, you know, because I deeply enjoy life, and also it's first of all for me it's a sign of gratitude, but it's also sending, it's given, you know. And the yeah. second one is the heart. And it's giving love, basically, you know, gratitude for love, also giving love. The last one is the Indian people call this sign the Namaskar, you know, and I really love that too. 
So the three together, it's always when I don't have something to say specifically about a post, I'm just going to put them together and, you know, comment on a, a post that I really like. Because sometimes you just love something so much, you don't really have the words to put down. And I'm just putting that out there. I love them. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Those are, I've been using the the hands up one a lot lately. I, I, yeah, I love it. It's just, I feel the same with you. It's kind of like a, a celebration of life. It's giving, it's welcoming, it's got the smile. Yeah, yeah. that's one of my favorites recently too. I've been resonating with that. Um, yeah. So through your Instagram, I've learned that you are an emotional alchemist. Did I say that correct? Yeah, I love it. Can you describe that for me a little bit? Well, I would say for a long time, I was somebody who was closed emotionally. I would keep myself from engaging with people. I was really protecting myself, you know, from, you know, the, the world was an unsafe place. And things started really shifting for me when I embraced that emotional part, you know. And when you embrace it, it forces you to uh, get closer to your fears. But at the same time, it gives you the opportunity to kind of transmute that. So the the essence of what I do with people is to allow them to actually take, meet those emotions and understand that there is nothing deadly about, you know, meeting what I call your shadows, your fears. There's absolutely nothing deadly. But it's something powerful that happens when you allow yourself to get in there, you know. As you allow yourself to get in there and to look at them, not even trying to shift them. There's something yeah. really powerful which allows them to stop having the, an impact over you because you can see them. You bring in that light on those shadows and you're just taking a little bit of your power back when you allow yourself to stand in the face of something that felt so scary and you just stand there, you look at it, you are now able to transmute it. You are now able to give a new meaning to it. You are now able to give a new purpose to that fear or that dark emotion. And that's why I say, um, well, from doing this work over and over with people and to see from seeing the transformation that happens in them, that's why I say emotional alchemists. It's like playing a little bit more with the emotions. And I love that. Oh, I like that. So how would, um, how would somebody bring light to their fears how how would that look or or feel for somebody can you describe how you would kind of bring somebody um bring somebody forward and and, and help them lean into their fear yeah there is a there is an essential aspect of giving permission it is very essential you just like give yourself permission and also it, it allows you to employ a little bit your brain because to the brain it is Carry, you know, to the mind, it is death of the story. So, and it's also normal because when we are young, we go through some difficult situations and we just learn to suppress them because we don't know how to handle them yet. But if anybody is listening to this right now, what I would say, if there is something that has been popping up, popping up and just popping up over and over, it means you are ready. That's all it means. It means it is you are ready to let it go. 
and usually how I walk people through it, I just you give themselves themselves permission to go into their body and to feel just to feel where it is into their body to allow themselves to actually lean into them, you know. And often I'll get people to really close their eyes and allow themselves to, because sometimes it comes up, the fear comes up and we try to suppress it. We try to distract ourselves. We try to focus on something else. There is something really powerful that happens when you just allow yourself to feel it. Now, now do you feel, um, do you do that because you feel that emotions live in your body and your body's going to tell you a certain thing about your emotions, your fears? Is that why you want them to feel where it is in their body? Absolutely, because emotions are stored in the body, right? Those emotions are stored in the body. And when they allow themselves to leave the head and to come back in their body, then they start seeing those emotions for the first time. And this is the whole purpose of it. It is not necessarily trying to change it or, you know, shift it or do anything with it. It is just seeing the aspects of ourselves that we have been ignoring because it was painful. And have you allow yourself to just stand there as an observer of the emotion here? Weirdly enough, it shifts. Weirdly enough, it transmutes. Weirdly enough, you know, that power of the consciousness that you, that you bring into the emotion. Only that is already the first step to initiate change. Ah, so then, so when somebody starts to, first they allow themselves permission to to feel it, um, to know that it's okay that 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 emotion is there. What start? What what do you see starts happening when somebody kind of starts allowing? that emotion to kind of just do what it needs to do and, and embraces it. What do you see changes within somebody? Within somebody, the first thing that happens, I would say, is first they are very scared, which means the person that is doing the process with them needs to be really at a place of, at a compassionate place. You know, it's just like you need to hold space for them to explore those emotions that they've been running away from for a long time so when you are actually there and the, the person feels that it is safe to go there what happens first is an initial relief it's as if more space is created within the person you know it's just like it's as if the tension is allowed to just be relieved for a second for well, some people, they're going to react in different ways. Some people are going to tear up. Some people are going to, are going to literally sometimes shake a little. And this is what happens when the emotions start moving through you, when you're, you start allowing themselves to move through you and to transmute to you. So this is, those are the different ways I've been observing people going through that. That's exciting. So you got somebody, you know, they're, their body's embracing it, their mind's letting letting it kind of go and transfer and do what it needs to do. What would be what would be some of the steps or how would you guide somebody now that they have allowed themselves to feel it? How would you guide somebody um, to to move forward or move through the fear? Yeah, instructing their body is how I would. Uh, get them to do that. Have they allow? There is something really powerful that happens when you allow yourself 
to dive into that space, you start making it safe. Okay. You make it safe, and it's really powerful. It stops being, it stops blocking, and it's really powerful. And there is something you can do there, which is, I don't know if you, your listeners are probably familiar with affirmations. Yes. You know, it's like when you give yourself permission to make an emotion that felt deadly in the past safe for you, which means it's safe for me to experience fear. It is safe for me to experience those kind of emotions because what feels, what really creates the pain more than anything else is resisting the emotion. All those emotions belong to the spectrum of human emotion. And in order to really hold your peace wherever you are on the spectrum, they need to feel safe to your body, which means it is okay for me right now. It's like you giving yourself permission. It is safe for me to experience fear at times. It is safe for me to experience anxiety. Or it is safe for me sometimes to feel disappointed or rejected. As you make them safe, and it doesn't mean death to your story anymore, then you give yourself permission to navigate through life in peace. You know? So that component of really saying it out loud so that yourself can hear it is extremely powerful because you enable yourself to start navigating uh, those emotions with more peace and you stop resisting them, which means you spend less and less time in those dark emotions. Because the invitation here is not, you know, to fall in love with fear, meaning I'm going to be afraid all day, you know. The invitation is to make it safe so that you stop resisting it and so that the moments where you dive into that fear, into that anxiety, it just become blinks in your day, not six hours of your day or 18 hours of your day. That's the whole point. So, so confirming it. So, so speaking truth to it, speaking safety into it is very key. Allowing yourself to, to hold a space of safety for all of your emotions is what I'm hearing. Um, yes. do you find um, that once somebody is really able to embrace all of those unwanted feelings that I wish should say that us humans don't like mm-hmm. feeling or feel scary feeling, do you find that once somebody is able to feel safe, embrace those feelings, do you see a shift in also how they are embracing the positive, the encouragement, the excitement, the drive, the push? Do you see that it alters how somebody embraces all of their emotions when they embrace, you know, the fear, Absolutely. the negative? Absolutely. It's as if there is, there are people that will not allow themselves to feel too good because they fear that something might happen and I might lose it. Yeah. So when you are actually doing that dirty work, what I'm going to call dirty work, you allow yourself to feel as good as you can possibly feel without fearing, oh, this is going to happen and I'm going to lose this feeling and it's going to be the death or the end of my story. You're like, because you made it safe in your body to be disappointed, you allow yourself to actually really enjoy the good moments Mm -hmm. because you are not afraid anymore. Oh, I'm going to lose it and this, you know, it's panic inside. No, you are not there anymore. You allow yourself to speak your truth to somebody because even if the person rejects that truth that you are, 
it is not anymore the death of your story. You allowed yourself to make peace with rejection. You are still going to feel the rejection, but it's not going to have such a lasting impact on your day anymore. It's like you are able to, you, you create the bounce back power. It's just like, okay, I feel rejected right now. And that's okay. It's not the end of who I am. You know, it's totally yeah. normal that when somebody disagrees with who I am, that I might feel that sense of rejection. But you become your own source of approval at that moment, and it empowers you to actually show up into the world with more power, to take action on those ideas that you have with more power because you are not any more afraid of the backlash. Wow. I like that. So allowing um allowing yourself to just embrace everything is is what I'm getting and, and really just understanding that all of these feelings are going to come up. They're like you said, they're on the spectrum of emotions for all of us humans to feel. So having an understanding that they are there, embracing them, making them feel safe is the best way to approach emotions when they're coming into our lives. Yeah. And how how does this, how did all of this kind of come into play for you? Like, how did all of a sudden you're just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start working on 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 creating a way for me to feel safe within my emotions, but then also create value so that I can bring it forth to others so that they can then now feel safe in their emotions and know that all is okay. Um, how it, it first happened for me was a realization, I would say a painful realization, because I would say seven years ago, I was uh, in a PhD program and I was studying okay. economy. And I came to the realization, I had some sort of, you can call it an awakening at that time. And it stopped being what I wanted to do. And I was scared. I was afraid because it would mean betrayal to my family, betrayal to my parents, but also betrayal to myself because in the past, I had invested so many years in just studying and learning. And I came to a point in my life, I was probably 25 at that time. I came to a point in my life, I wasn't aligning anymore with what I was doing. And it was so frustrating. So at some point, I just dropped out. And when I dropped out, I isolated myself from my family, from everybody. I probably just had one friend at the time that was still close to me. And I was in that dark space, depression space, where you're just trying to figure things out, you know. So I was reading books about positive thinking. You know every self-help book that i could find so i was really diligent of trying to think positive trying to do this trying to but you can think as positive as you want if there is a negative anchor in your body caused by some sort of trauma that happened it cancels itself the positive thinking that you're doing gets nulled by that emotional, I would say vibrational anchor that is in your body that is sometimes caused by trauma. So you get even more, you get even more frustrated. Like how come I do all this positive thinking and whatever, it doesn't seem to work. This is the reason why people feel frustrated. 
because they refuse to look at their shadows and all the affirming, all the positive thinking and journaling on whatever doesn't seem to be working, you know? And at that time, it was just me starting to work out with coaches myself, me trying, starting to get help. And I came with, I was working with this coach. He told me once, bro, you have to own your shit. <laughs> if you are ever gonna have the change that you are looking for, you have to own it, you know? And owning it, at the time for me meant blaming my thought. It meant embodying even more shame, guilt. But this is not what owning means. Owning means taking your power back, taking the power that you, first of all, realizing that that thing, you allowed it, you created it. Even if you didn't have an active part into it, you attracted it. And you take that power back. You stop being the victim of that trauma, of that circumstance. And then you empower yourself actually to claim the parts of yourself that you had, you know, abandoned in that trauma, that inner child that was suffering in that trauma. You claim those parts of you and then you can own your power, own your truth, really create what you want to create. So this is really how it uh, happened for me. And I'm always at a place where I am a student, I can never really trans, um, give something to somebody if I haven't really experienced it myself. So that painful process of just like shedding my, not shedding, but owning my shadow, this is what put me on this path. I love that. Um, so how are some, how are some ways, um, for somebody to, I like, I've heard it before, and and when you brought up the inner child, um, it, it it brought up this. How is it for somebody, or how can somebody, I like to call it kind of almost reparent themselves, because as a young child, our parents, every parent, I believe, there's no parent that wakes up and goes, okay, how can I make my kid's life miserable? today every parent wakes up tries to do their very very best with what they know how and what they have um every parent's going to fail in certain areas we all can't be perfect we all can't give exactly what every person needs especially when we have multiple children they're all different um so how can somebody reparent their inner child to to help them um, understand that what has happened in the past or maybe a component in their past that has maybe been mistreated or maybe misused or, or, or lost completely, how can somebody own that and, and kind of reparent themselves to to make themselves kind of whole and present in the moment? I believe the, the biggest thing is to become a student of life because life brings us those opportunities every single time. And it is really to start paying attention to our triggers. Okay. When we feel good, we feel good. There's nothing to do about feeling good. We're just happy. So you, you yeah. linger with as much as you want. And which is also appropriate. My, 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 my invitation for people is not to start chasing Trump right now and, you know, not to start being the, uh, the witch hunter basically, but it's just like it comes naturally. It comes naturally that you get triggered, that somebody yep. says something and you get triggered. 
It happens naturally that you're having a conversation with your partner and you get triggered. It happens naturally that you have a conversation to your, I don't know, anybody at work, everywhere. Somebody does something, you get triggered. You watch something on TV, you get triggered. Every time you are not rooted in compassion, you are not rooted in who you are. Every time you get triggered, this is where you have that opportunity for the first time. So the first thing is to have that, to practice that self-awareness. That's the first thing in everything, to practice that self-awareness, which means to become so acclimated with the vibration of who you actually really are. And you do that through meditation. You do that through mindfulness. You do that through whatever practice you can think of, hugging trees if it works for you. You acclimate yourself with the vibration of who you authentically are. And when you elevate yourself there, when you acclimate yourself with that vibration, you become more aware of every single thing that shows you up. You become more aware of the triggers. Now that you have a trigger, now that somebody said something and God damn, you are just like, you know, uh, God, you are just so angry. Invitation yep. is really, especially if you can before the reaction is to lean into it, to see the trigger, to really see the story behind the trigger. What does it really say? You know, what do, what is it really trying to say? What has been really triggered? What about the circumstance is really making you feel so upset? You know, what is the emotion that is there? And as you allow yourself to go deeper, you will often see that sometimes we get triggered not by, of course, it was initiated by an outside circumstance, but it is always poking a part of ourselves that we are, we have refused to love. It is always poking a part of ourselves that we have refused to work, to love because this whole world is just a mirror. And whatever something does out there that triggers you, it is just calling you to receive and to actually see that part of you that you have received love. So my the only question that I often ask people without even getting into the, you know, the tactic yet is how can I love this? How can I love this? When you are really triggered, it's like give yourself permission to lean into it, to observe the different ways that you are feeling and to ask yourself, how can you love it? And the first thing that happens is Giving yourself permission to experience those emotions is already self-parenting. Yes. It's already self-parenting. Making it safe for you to be rejected or disappointed is already self-parenting. It is you telling the inner child here that it is safe for you to go through all of this. It is absolutely safe. And there are many scenarios, and I would love you to eventually, if you have a scenario, um, to bring it up. And eventually, if you have something of yourself that you would like to bring up, we could do that. Bring it up. Some, okay. I'll, I'll think of something. Um, so, talking about triggers, um, how... So, say somebody, it's a trigger, and you say, try and embrace it and lean in um, to the feeling before the reaction happens. 
that's a lot harder said than done, especially when it things. Is so much. It is so hard. How, how can somebody, or what are some things that somebody can do when all of a sudden they've reacted and now all of a sudden they're like, whoa, now that self awareness is kicking in. They're like, woo, I kind of reacted a little too fast. How can somebody kind of recorrect themselves or, or bring it back or, or, or allow themselves to uh, change how they are approaching the trigger in the scenario now that they've kind of already reacted one way. Which this is something a little, um, this is something a little challenging, and I understand it might challenge many of your listeners at the moment. But it's to celebrate it. Okay. It is to celebrate the awareness, because sometimes you're like, "Oh, you already reacted. It yep. already happened." you know, but you are not even aware of it, and which is even worse. And then w the more you start doing this work, and it is totally normal that it happens within the first try, within the first attempts that you just like responding more mindfully to whatever happens in your world. It is totally normal that the first couple times you're gonna screw it up and it has to be a game, it has to be okay. It has to be okay that you're gonna screw up those times. It has to be okay that the, the couple times you're not even gonna see that you reacted and you're just gonna catch yourself after the whole situation ended. And then celebrate again that awareness. Celebrate it. And same thing again, awareness breeds change. Just start acclimating yourself to the emotions that happen before you actually dive you actually did react it's just like how did you really feel become acclimated to the vibration of you being triggered because had you become acclimated to that you're going to be able to catch yourself earlier and earlier and earlier you're going to be able to sense it always coming and when it comes the best thing i can offer is to linger that pause between you being triggered and you responding extend it as much as you can when, when you start being aware of those moments, take a deep breath. Whenever you feel that, okay, I'm, I am being triggered right now, just take a deep breath and sit with it. And sometimes, as you do that, you transmute it. As you just do that, as you, as you just linger into that pause between trigger and reaction, you give yourself permission to take your power back. You get out of the programming, literally, you know, and all of it. All of all those things is actually part of self-parenting. It's actually part of you giving yourself permission right now to get out of a program that you used to work for you when you were younger. But now you get into a place in your life where in order to get the next level of expansion, you need to take that power back from those programs in that condition. So self-parenting is really training yourself to get out of conditioning. You know, to get out of conditioning and and really the inner parent within us is the rule, I would say the rule maker. Ah, okay. We have that inner parent within us that says, you can do this, you can't do this. You can show up like this, you cannot show up like this. It is safe for you to do this, it is safe for you not to do this. Has you start enabling yourself and giving yourself permission to show up more truthfully, you are inner parenting. Wow. So now I'm I'm loving all this. Now, 
we've worked with, we're starting to see triggers happening. We're embracing it. We're celebrating our triggers. We don't just have a world where it's just us and triggers come in multiple different ways. Yes. Some of them are other people. Yes. How can we, and, and some of them, like spouses, children, people that we can't just throw out the door, get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we how do we allow ourselves to to communicate with those people around us that might bring triggers into our lives how do we how do we communicate mm -hmm. with them okay when you when you did that or when this scenario happens this trigger how do you bring that about to somebody that is in your life so that they can help you or is that is that their responsibility to to be a part of it how do you get somebody to help you especially if they don't know that sometimes they bring triggers to you yeah um the first thing that i would say is the hardest to do and the most liberating especially when it's people you love the most is taking away from them the weight of responding in a way that suits you okay yeah, which means removing really that expe that expectation from them, and this is really hard work, and um, it might not feel accessible initially because often the mind is they are supposed to do this for me, they are supposed to love me, they are supposed to support me. The only thing they are supposed to do is really to suit themselves. That's the only thing that they are supposed to do, and this is the hardest thing to swallow, especially when it's people that you love. You know, but the same thing that you are asking of them, we must first put ourselves in the perspective that the same amount of freedom that you are claiming from them is the same amount of freedom that they must feel from you in order to be able to re reciprocate them. Okay. And often when we go and when we try to assert a boundary, we are like, I need this but when you come with the vibration of neediness sometimes it is not met sometimes you don't receive what you are you actually looking for yeah yeah the the biggest way i often offer people to navigate through that is to see the inner child in the other person oh it is see how wounded they might have initially acted you know it is to show up with passion and whenever you show up with compassion, it opens the door. Whenever you see them, you give them permission to see you. Whenever you you come and you're like, I really understand that you might have done this for those reasons and those reasons and those reasons. But honestly, when this happens, this is how I feel. And you communicate how you feel. You know, you just communicate how you feel. Sometimes it is enough to get them to adjust the behavior sometimes it is enough sometimes you have people that are very dismissive and who will not adjust how they engage with you but whenever you are able in that situation and i'm going to say this is really it might be very specific to different cases i'm just trying to give a general mind um general framework yeah and it might depend, you know, what action you do might actually depend on the specificity 
about the dynamics of your own relationship. But whenever you allow yourself to show up with compassion and you see them first, you know, and you express how you feel or how whatever was done causes, caused you to feel, sometimes you are more, you are, they receive you better. So that's me. So what I'm what I'm hearing um, is you're trying to say that nothing's right or wrong. It how it might feel wrong for you how somebody reacted or approached something. Yeah. Um, but take that time for reacting. Allow yourself to see the inner child of that person. See, try to be compassionate about where they might be coming, communicate yeah. with them. Now, do you feel that the people that might have resistance to, you know, not completely changing, but just shifting a little bit of their 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 inner self to, you know, help not trigger the person that they love, do you find that that resistance is due to the fact that they're not allowing themselves to embrace their own inner child? Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk from the perspective of your uh, listener who is going through that, because okay. however the other person chooses to respond, this is their dominion, and it is really important that the changes that we, you know, when we when you place yourself really in your shoes and not trying to place yourself in the shoes of the other person, meaning the way the person are going to receive you or the way the person is going to react and respond to all of this. When you go back into your power and you really go here and you do the work of first understanding that every single person, even the, this is an opinion that I'm just sharing first, every single person mm -hmm. is always doing the best they can according to what they know. Yes. So even when they were triggering you, they thought they were doing good, according to their own conditioning. So when you allow yourself to see, just see the inner child in them, and how do you see the inner child in them? It's bringing compassion. You know, it's like eventually saying something like, I understand that you felt that doing this was the right move, but honestly, it made me feel this way. And I just want to communicate it to you because I care about you and I care about this whole thing that we have together, whatever it is. You know, having that honesty of communication is the needed factor. But really, what creates the airbag, I would say, for your thought is how are you really allowing yourself to deal with that trigger whenever it comes from that person? If you heal, if the mirror here, I mean, if they have nothing else to mirror back to you, the trigger vanishes. Okay. If they have nothing else to, tri to, 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 to mirror back to you, the trigger vanishes because relationships, especially close relationships, are places of healing. So the, the person that triggers you, often sees something in you that you might not be seeing yourself. So th before even trying to get them to change the way they are doing and trying to get them to change the, the, what they are doing is actually putting yourself in some sort of victim position. 
you know, because whether they choose to change or no, you have two choices. I heal whatever was triggered. And also, if they don't change, I set a new empowering boundary for myself. That is only, that, that's all what you can ever do. You know, I will communicate what is going on here and this is going to be my limit. Which means whenever you communicate how something made you feel, you cannot just communicate and expect them to change. Which means yep. I, I'm just going to stand here hoping that he's going to, or he or she is going to judge their behavior so that it doesn't hurt me anymore. But how do you really honor your inner child in that position? You being the inner parent, empowered inner parent. This is how what you, you did made me feel. And you can communicate the boundary if you want to communicate the boundary. But in the future, if this, if the, that expectation is not met, this is how you set the boundary. So basically, um, the dynamics for me is that I often offer to people really address the trigger within receive the trigger because it is only you needing to heal through whatever was triggered but if it's something that really hinders your ability to feel at peace in your environment yeah then a conscious boundary needs to be set in place so do you feel that um some people some some people trigger certain things in others like spouses and stuff um but if if somebody was to just embrace their trigger that that is happening do you find that sometimes once they embrace it or that mere image has come come away do you find that they evolved into a better version of themselves? Do you find that it's just a, a resistance that somebody sometimes puts towards a trigger that somebody's have somebody has? So mm -hmm. I'm somebody wants to see your potential. Yeah. Somebody knows sees your potential and they see it. And so for you, one of your triggers is somebody always like cheering you on and encouraging you. It triggers you because you're like, ah, I know I need to get this done, but the fear of what all this is happening and it postpones me and it makes me procrastinate and they're just like, come on, and it's triggering you. Do you find that that sometimes triggers are not always negative? They're, they're, they can be positive triggers, but you see them as negative, but once you kind of embrace them or allow that mirror of somebody shining that potential, that, 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 I see this is this I can see you just just exploding within all that you are when you just do this and when you do that course and you get that course out I can just see the 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 energy that vibrates out of you and I want to get you to that do you find that sometimes triggers are not always negative you just perceive them as negative um the intention behind a person working or trying to get another person to leave a situation that is uncomfortable to actually show up more powerfully that intention is pristine you know it's really nice and if we just stop at the level of the intention it is really good but sometimes wanting to force that into somebody else dismisses sometimes where they are a little too much okay i will make it make sense because sometimes people are at a place where they will need to 
see themselves there and to honor the fact that they have been blocking themselves to take that power so that they can actually go to the next step. So you come in with the trigger to, uh, with the desire for them to leave where they are, to actually lean into their potential. They might resist it even more if they are not willing to allow it. So it's a really great reminder. It's a really great reminder, but there is the necessity to meet people where they are to bring them up. There is often the necessity to meet people where they are without buying into the fear, without buying into into um, how they feel about their circumstances. And the only way to meet them where they are is compassion. That's the only way. Because if you're trying to meet them where they are by just like by commiserating, you lose that light that was meant to bring them up. You lose it. You cannot bring them up from that perspective. And if you really want to bring somebody up, it's really connecting with them through compassion. Compassion will always, always meet people where they are, which means I see how you might be feeling, but this is what I know. I see how you might be feeling right now. I know that all those circumstances might create some fear and anxiety for you right now. I see that you might be feeling that you are not whatever worthy or something or this at the moment, but this is what I see also here on the other side. So as you allow yourself to bridge it and you you are not just like, you know, the archetype of, I would say, the unbalanced masculine drill surgeons, which is just like, dismissing where they are and just painting the picture do this do this do this do this they resist they resist it and it and it's totally normal and how do you show up as well without the need of them doing something you know then they felt they feel enabled so there's always a bridge that needs to be built it's just like i see you in your circumstance which creates compassion and which I'll also give themselves permission to see them where they are and to own eventually that power back so that they can, you know, more lean into the vision, basically. So uh, a great reminder is always important, especially for those people who are holding themselves back. But the bridge is compassion. The bridge is emotion. For yourself and, and, and for anybody that you might be wanting to do help or just be, be there for is, is compassionate. I love that. Um, so with, with, um, with all that you're doing now, do clients come with, or people that you're working with, do they come for certain like aspects or are they coming to, legitimately try and free their mind a little bit when people come to me they often have that picture of what they would like to accomplish and they are holding themselves back i would say i often work with people that are kind of spiritually awakened already it's like they kind of know better they know that they can do so much more but they are holding back for some reason that they don't understand and sometimes they understand the reason but they just don't know how to get out of it you know you just don't know how to get out of it so i've been working with entrepreneurs i've been working with life coaches i've been working with um 
many people who would like to contribute beyond themselves. They would like to give more meaning to their lives, really dive into their mission, whatever it looks like for them. Maybe it's just like thriving more in the creation, creative business. Maybe it's just like owning more of their life, of their life as coaches. Maybe it's just like moving from a place that doesn't serve them anymore and just like embodying more the freedom that they are, whatever it looks like for them. And then they come to me with those ideas, things that they would like to do, how they would like to be better in their, you know, in the relationships that they have and also thrive in their own, uh, businesses per se, or just like professions per se, give more meaning to what they are doing and also contribute a little bit more, but they just like, I am stuck. I feel stuck. I don't know what to do. I've, I've tried many things for a long time. I don't know what's standing on the way. And often we do that work. We just start, just like I said, picture somebody who is swimming, uh, a deep diver in the ocean and he's trying to go back to the surface and you can see the surface there. You know what you have to do is just swim to get up there. And sometimes you have an anchor that is holding your leg in the water, you know, and you can't really go back up. And this is often what unresolved emotions in the body do for us they keep us in the water and we can't get to the surface so that's the framework what i do is I, I i walk them through that and really get them to for the first time look below and see what is really tying their leg and entangling that so that they can go to the surface it is a little metaphor but um it's the picture of how i work well, you've asked me to kind of think of something, and I've thought of something. I'm working on it right now, actually. Um, and I would, I would love, I have, I know some of the things that are holding me back, for sure. And I would love to have you help work with me on these. Um, so right how now, I'm in the how, how much permission do we have to dive deep here? Because you have all the permission in the world. If I start feeling uncomfortable, I will for sure let you know. But I'm I'm a, I'm pretty open. I love feeling in my emotions, so we're good with that. I'm I'm excited. So I'll give you the. Right now, I'm in the midst of building um, an eight-week online course. It yeah. is called Becoming Selfful to Self Flowing. Yeah. What I'm hoping to to achieve with this program is to help people work through the four components that I believe is very necessary for people to become so self-full in their cup of life, meaning their cup of life, that they overflow. So what's in their cup is theirs and what is overflowing is for them to give, serve, and share with others. The four components that I'm working through are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love slash discipline, and self-worth. Mm -hmm. I'm working on this. I have lots of content done and building it, but I am scared shitless to, to get it out there. I get nervous about pricing it. I am nervous about what people think. And one of my biggest thing I feel is I'm, af I'm afraid of the success that might come with it. Well, others like not not so much what others feel but just feeling stuck or, or or an imposter syndrome i should say 
Um, there's so many other big people out there. Why would they want to get my course when they can go to Brandon Bouchard and get a course? Like, obviously, his courses are extremely expensive, or they could go to Tony Robbins. Like, what a fear of mine is why would somebody go, you know what, I'm going to pick Candace Axford. I'm going to go to Spark Plug Wellness and collect her course and do her course. Is that a fear, or is that really the fear, or is it what? What is really going on? I'm just going to ask it in this way. Is it really what you fear? Or your true question is, am I really worried having a course that people are going to pay for when there are so many other people that seem to be doing a great job already? Who am I to, to deserve people buying for, paying for my course when there are all those little people out there? Of, I mean, all those great people out there doing already this kind of work. Is it how you feel? Uh, I, yeah, it's more or less, it, it, yeah, I'm more or less the second. It's how I'm feeling. My, my worth of what is, what is my worth have to bring, um, others that they can't go get from someone else that's bigger or better. Can you love that? It's hard. Are you willing to give yourself permission to love that? Yes. Why would you love it? Why because would you love it? Because when I allow myself to, when I allow myself to actually just think of who I am, I know I'm worthy right now. I know I'm a worthy person. I know there's nothing I can or cannot do. That doesn't make me worthy. Does your body know that? It tries to deny it very much. I get, if you notice, I get tense, I close off. Um, so I like to tell myself that. My body kinda tries to say otherwise. Can we go back in your body for a second? Yes. Do you allow yourself to go through this process with me? I just invite you to put your hand on your heart. And I invite you to take a couple deep breaths. The hand that you're putting on your heart is just to remind yourself to think and to be from your heart. So my invitation for you is actually to bring your consciousness, your awareness on your heart area to drop from your brain and to be at that place where you have that gentle touch on your heart center. Now when you breathe, my invitation is to breathe in and out from your heart. You breathe deeply into your heart. And then you breathe out from your heart. And then you do it again. In into your heart. and out from your heart. My invitation for you is just to instruct your body right now. It is safe for me to feel scared. Do you mind saying it to your body? It's okay for me to feel scared. It is safe for me to feel scared. 
is safe for me to feel scared. It is safe for me to feel disappointment. It is safe for me to feel disappointment. It is safe for me to feel rejection. It is safe for me to feel rejection. It is safe for me to feel unloved. It's safe for me to feel loved. And I invite you to say it again. It is safe for me to feel scared. It is safe for me to feel scared. It is safe for me to feel disappointment. It is safe for me to feel disappointment. It is safe for me to feel rejection. It is safe for me to feel rejection. It is safe for me to feel in love. It is safe for me to feel unloved. And whenever you are ready, just take a couple deep breaths. And whenever you are ready, you can open your eyes and we let me keep going. Ooh. There is often something that happens when we are on the verge of stepping out of a zone of comfort. We are afraid of how we are going to be received. We are afraid of how it's going to be received. We yes. are afraid of how showing this intimate part of us, that deep, deep desire that you have of helping others. How is it going to be received? And what it's exposing is what judgment do you make of yourself if it doesn't get received the way you would like it to be received? What is the judgment here? I told let's, you so. Let's say let's say you put it out there and it sucks. What is going on there? The the fear of I told you so. What do you make of not, it right now? Not just, not just of me, like I told you, um, of others, the, 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 the others' opinions of, I told you so, like, that's, I told you it wasn't going to do well, or, or I know it wasn't worth that, or see, why would you spend time with that, 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 that whole, I told you so, that, that outcome of, see, that's exactly why I told you not to put it out there in the first place. Who is that voice in your head? Who is that voice? When you go back as far as, far as you can remember, who is that voice? Is it the voice of your mom? Is it the voice of your father? Because limiting beliefs, they are always bought from somebody. We don't get born with all those limiting beliefs. Whose voice is that? I told you so. I told you so, Candice. Who's voice is that? To be honest, I think mine. Okay. Is that oh, well, can you love can you love that? I can. Why would you love that? What is trying to emerge out of this, out, out of you embodying this? What is trying to emerge out of you embracing this shadow? Why would you 
And even though sometimes you might get that I told you so, there's always, there's always something that you've gained from it. There's always something that you're, that you've learned from it, that you've taken away from it, that you can use in the future. What level of love is trying to get be born through you right now? Compassion. I'm trying to be compassionate with myself and the fact that even if it does go up and it fails, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I can love that. Can you love that? Do you think I that the younger version of Candice who is living within you right now, she deserves to express herself? Is she allowed to do that? I've been working really hard on allowing it too, yes. It's a struggle, but yes, I've definitely been doing that. Can you allow yourself to actually go back within, to put your hand, to not, not, don't even put your hand anywhere, to just like go inward and see that version of you that is just screaming to be expressed through you. That is just screaming to have that love that she feels be expressed through her work at the moment. Can you connect with that version of you? Can you connect with that inner child that would love her life to become more play at the moment? Can you connect with her? Can you see her? Yeah, and when I do, I get excited. I get excited for her. I invite you to do something right now. I invite you to close your eyes and to be into your body again. And if you hear a kid screaming, don't worry, it's my son that's screaming. He's hungry. It's not my inner child. <laughs> it's not your inner child. It's my son. And his mom is taking care of him. So I invite you to just go back within and to put yourself at that place. You have that yearning desire you want to bring out into the world, but it is so scary. Where do you feel that tension into your body right now? Um, it tends up in my traps as I'm breathing and I'm, I'm approaching. Just I can feel just kind of wanting to tense up and a little bit, but the more I'm trying to just breathe and just Be present. Can I, offer, can I offer something? Yes. Just sit with it right now. Just be with it. For the next one minute. Don't even try to say something. Just be with it. Just allow that tension to be there. Just see it for a second. And then you keep breathing. Allow yourself to bring in all the memories that that tension is bringing in. Allow yourself to just let everything that is willing to come to the surface, come to the surface. 
And if it, if it moves from your shoulders to other parts of your body, let it. Just keep breathing in, just keep being present to this inner child within you that just wants to be seen, to that little candidate that's in here. She just wants to be seen, that's all. She just wants the reunion that is happening right now, that's all she wants. She just wants to know from you that it's safe for her to be seen by you first. It is safe for her to, it's safe for you to see her in all her aspects, in the fear, in the anxiety. How are you feeling right now? That was pretty cool. Um, the more, uh, oh, wow, my heart's feeling really warm. Don't rush to speak right now, just sit with me. You might be needing more time right now and it's totally okay. Just sit with all this. I've never felt... i never felt the tighter hug before and I'm not even hugging. You are just being showered with love right now. If you could see what I see behind you right now, just like light coming in and out. You are just being showered with love. You are just being allowing light to go into places where you'd never allowed the light to go within your body. And this is powerful. It is literally your inner parent hugging that inner child for the first time. It is a reunion that you've been waiting to happen for years. One thing that I'm, one thing that keeps me playing right now, I don't have kids, I don't have kids of my own. But one feeling that I'm feeling right now, and I'm telling my inner Candace, my inner child, is what I always tell my nephews. And how I look at my nephews. And now you become deserving of that own love. And how I would love them to perceive themselves and, and, and allow them to fully express themselves fully. That's how I'm feeling myself right now. Isn't that beautiful? It's really uh, liberating and, and, and freeing. Like my body's warm. 
my heart is just, uh, it started off really like pulsating, wanting <laughs> the closer I was getting to the, the inner child, the more it was like, kind of fear was like making it pulsate. Like, are you sure you want to go there? It's okay. You've left her there that long. It's okay. You don't have to go there. It's slowing down and I can legitimately feel like as the pulses are like, I can feel it resonating and like flowing through the full body yeah. instead of just kind of in the chest. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, I've got the sense of calmness that I haven't had in a while. Not like a, I don't feel like it's a fleeting calmness that's just gonna go away after this. Like it's hit, it's hit the soul, kind of calmness. I'm meant to be seen. That's an amazing feeling. It's okay to be seen. It's safe to be seen. It is safe to be seen. That's the most important. And how do you allow yourself to be seen in this authentic? power of who you are. What you do is you allow yourself to touch souls that can only have this kind of connection with you. Your biggest fear about this program is what if I put it out there and then no one gets it, no one buys it, no one subscribes to it. But there is something that the mind cannot see. It's like there is a specific resonance. There are some people out there that can only ever get through this kind of work with you. If I didn't show up to do what I'm doing right now, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Maybe this shift wouldn't be happening. Maybe it would, you know, you know, at, at another time. Maybe it would, but we wouldn't be having this interaction. And if you don't show up in that truth, you are depriving so many people, so many souls out there from a beautiful expansion. Those people are available. Those people are there. Those people are waiting for you. And they are just waiting for you to show up. So I need to show up. I don't know. Do you refuse to show up? Do I refuse to show up? And as you said, I need to show up. This I don't know. It's what I what what I know is what you choose or you don't. Do you choose to show up? 
I, I want to choose, I, I want to choose to show up. That's, I feel best when I show up. Do you give yourself permission to show up? Right now? Yes. Does it always come easy? No. That, the, 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 the part that does it always come easy, just leave it for the future. Let's just enable you. What you all only need at the moment is to enable yourself. To show up. I give myself permission to show up. I give myself permission to let this work unfold through me. I give myself permission to let more of my light out there. And it is safe for me that that light gets received in whatever way it is going to be received. I invite you to say it. Do you want to? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I invite myself to show up. I give myself permission to show up. I give myself permission to show up. I give myself permission to show up no matter how my course is perceived once I deliver it out to the world. I allow myself to show up no matter how my course is perceived by the world. Now I make it safe for myself to show up regardless of how this work is received. I allow myself to show up. I give my, myself permission to show up no matter how this course is perceived. Now make it safe for yourself. That safety key is very essential for your inner child. Candace, it is safe for you to show up no matter how the world perceives your course once you deliver it. You are safe showing up. Now there is a component that is very essential to receive actually the potential magnificence that can happen through this course unknown. It is I am giving myself permission to receive all the different ways this work is going to be received by others. Because if you still protect yourself from the different ways it might be received, you are not showing up in your true power. But if you really allow yourself to welcome all the different ways this work is going to be received by others, then you allow that abundance happen in. Candace, 
you are safe to show up, no matter how the world is received. But I also give you permission to allow yourself to be safe in all of the ways the world may perceive your course. I accept you to accept the receiving because you are safe. Wow, that felt really good saying that. It says inner parenting at its best. That felt really good, actually. <laughs> I feel that the more the the more I I say it, the the shakiness and the 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 uncertainty of my of my saying it becomes more clear and more confident. It 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 comes more from from actual the heart instead of me just saying it because my mind wants to say it. Yeah. It's very. I feel courageous. Yeah. It's a good feeling. A good feeling. It's actually making me want to go work on my course. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. I don't that was um <laughs> I'm gonna take a second because I don't really know how to go where are we are where are we gonna go from here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, let myself uh Wow. There is often um, when I work with people, a little time that happens. It's it feels like a vulnerability hangover. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. <laughs> um, it's, you are integrating what is going to happen between now and probably the next uh, till the next couple of days. Is you integrating? integrating this light it's like you integrating it acclimating with this so it is totally normal all the ways you're going to be feeling right now because it's just like a vibrational shift that happened just now you know? so what uh what can i do just kind of keep keep doing the same work that we were doing just when when stuff wants to arise or say when that inner child wants to go back to that hidden corner that darkness do I just allow myself to go through these exercises that mean you went through again just you allow yourself to dive into that again you allow yourself to dive to dive into that again just keep doing that yeah okay now that new energy that you're going to be feeling you have to bring it to action and this is often the next step of how i work with people it's like initially there is vision second that vision is going to bring a lot of dirt that needs to be released that course for you and you having the success that you want with that course is the vision and now 
often just the fact that you think about that vision, the universe says, okay, you want this girl, no problem. Can you let this, can you let this go? Can you let go of this? Can you let go of this so that you can receive it? Which is the part of the dirty work that we were, uh, doing just then, you know. And then from there, it's just like that new energy that you just integrated within you. You gotta bring it more into action, but now acting from the perspective of your future self. Because it is easy to reverse, you know, but when you get yourself to show up from the perspective of that version of yourself that you want to become, which is the next step of often the process that I bring people through, then you allow really that voice to show up authentically, right? Yes. So that so that overwhelming vibration of wanting to to get going off my course that that's a normal feeling. That that's uh normal. It's like people people are often like, all right, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. It's just like you want to give yourself permission. It, I'm not saying numb that vibration. Honor it. Honor that energy wherever it brings you, but also you have to become, to come, to make peace with the fact that sometimes it might move a little slower than you would have loved it to move. And then it's also okay because you are in an integration process. What just started, what you are just feeling right now is also an integration. So the, the, the desire to move forward is going to happen. It's normal to, follow that desire but um compassionate action is also necessary which means sometimes when you feel that you are wanting it to go a little bit too fast then it's willing to go and you allow it as well you take really your time with it that's really it. okay so just allow myself compassion to be right now in the present moment as I can legitimately feel energy shifting in my body. Yeah. Um, allow myself to, to be here and now, but honor myself by working on my course. Don't feel that I need to force all this new energy into it. Absolutely. Allow. You are now in the phase where you want to allow things to unfold through you, which means action is appropriate, take action, work on that course, follow the impulses, you know, but also bathe all that taking action with compassion, which means every time you feel like you're starting to effort too much and trying to actually make things happen, it, it is okay at that time. You just maybe blow things out and take a break, honor your thoughts, recharge, so that you can be even more prepared to put what you want to put into that course, what you want to share with people is love, regardless of how graphic it is love. So if that course is not created out of love, it might not necessarily be a pristine emotion that you're going to be transmitting to others. And, and people will feel, people will feel that when they get to that part of the course, they'll, they'll feel where my heart and, and my, my true self wasn't involved, I feel. I like, wow. <laughs> um, I, 
I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know where to, to, to go, um, from here. I have really only wanted to say thank you, first off and foremost, um, You're welcome. not for joining my podcast, um, to share your story and, and your value, um, but for opening up that space of safety for me in this, in this, um, podcast episode, um, I'm very grateful, um, for that space that you just created. I can't, I can't possibly accept that though, because you created it. But you, you have to own it. So, okay. I so, receive your gratitude, but the work you did. Thank you. So thank you. I should say, I'm grateful for you allowing me to open space within myself. Yeah. Um, to feel safety within my inner child. I thank you for bringing your value um, to navigate me, I should say, through that space that I created. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, uh, definitely not ever going to go unnoticed and, and I'm very, very appreciated of you and, uh, and these feelings that I'm feeling now. So thank you, thank you, thank you, um, and thank you. If if this this is even just a brief little bit of what people get to experience while working with you, um, bless your hearts um, for being such a a light and and. A light for people to just feel that it's okay for them to be a light as well. And uh, thank you so much for just embracing embracing yourself and 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 feeling just feeling so compelled to share with the world because uh, it's definitely needed. And I I knew there was a reason why we connected, and this is I feel this was just a small part of that. So thank you so very, very much. Um, my mind's honestly all baffled, so I I I want to I want to just kind of end this right now because I don't want to I don't, I want my emotions to 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 do what they need to be doing right now, and I feel if I keep going, I'm going to dishonor them. So I hope um, you don't mind if I kind of kind of wrap this up. Oh, let's do it. Just because I really, I'm probably going to just, uh, after this, take time to just breathe. Yeah. And just be with myself. Because um, that's what my my heart and my mind are, are both telling me to do right now. Um, so I want to honor that. Yeah. Um, before I go, um, where can my followers and my listeners find you? And after you share that, I have just one final question for you. Yes. 
Oh, well, they can find me. I am very much active on Instagram. And they can find me on Instagram. Um, I just, a couple of weeks ago, opened a Facebook page, but, you know, I'm not very often there. But Instagram and my website, um, uh, Xavier Dagba, they, they're going to find me on Instagram. My website is the same, XavierDagba.com. They can find me there. And this is why I, sh I show all, uh, most of my work, mostly Instagram, though. Um, yeah, that's where they can find me. Awesome. Thank you. Um, guys, definitely go take a look. Follow him on Instagram. Um, he's always sharing so much inspiration, insights, and value. Um, so reach out to him. Follow him. Thank you. My final question for you, though, um, is what is your perspective on positivity? Um, perspective on positivity. My perspective on positivity is that it, 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 at the moment, it has been hindered. People perceive positivity as just, you know, lingering the good. I see positivity as not only lingering the good, but also bringing light to the dark. So we have that vision of positivity that is, in my opinion, short-sighted. You know, it's like, as long as things are going good, I'm okay. You know, but I feel like we need to bring it totally all the way, which means when things are going not good, I make it a safe space as well. And this is really positivity for me at its best. Oh, I Bringing love that. Bringing that light all the way. I love that. I love that. Um, the reason, the reason why I asked that question is because, well, there's so many questions of like, what's your positivity on happiness, all of this. Um, I'm one of my creations that I'm wanting to, to create and put out to the world is, is a book. I'm wanting to write a book and I'm wanting to call it pop and I'm wanting it, it to be just all different perspectives on positivity. Yeah. And I'm just going to, um, reach out to all my podcast guests. If they allow me to take in their perspective, I'm going to take in their perspective, take a little bit of our podcast episode, put it in their book. But I'm also going to put some of my own stories, my perspectives. So I just want to create a book of, of ways that you can just find perspectives and positivity and everything I find and, and your way of, of saying, bringing it through everything and making it safe. That, I love that. That, I, yeah. Positivity, yeah, is, is, it's, it's, it's allowing yourself to feel that things are safe. Yeah. That's awesome. I really like that. I really, really like that. Thank you. I'm happy to share with you. That's amazing. Um, Thank you so very much again for your time on the podcast. Thank you for diving deep with me. Well, thank you for allowing it. And if I can, if I can ever have an invitation for you, this process was very intimate for you. It was very uncomfortable that if you allow it to be seen by people, the ripple effect of transformation that is going to have on them is off the hooks it is so powerful that is a decision of yours to make but if you share that comfortable 
thing, let's call it a thing that you yeah. you felt with your uh, listeners right now, I feel like it can entangle many things for them. Yeah, I'm I'm sharing this whole podcast. I'm not editing anything out. My whole point of this podcast is to be real, to be authentic, um, to show people that they're not alone. And um, I want, I feel that inner Candace, inner child Candace is saying that I would be doing myself injustice if I was not to share this with others. So um, I'm excited to get this, to get this out. Um, I hope it reaches somebody. I hope it resonates with anybody or somebody. And um, thank you so very, very much. You are welcome. Um, you have an excellent rest of your day. Stay safe. And we will certainly be in touch. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, there you guys have it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys so very much for going on that ride and that journey with me. It was extremely transformational. It was very emotional. It was very liberating. And more important, it was extremely freeing. And I'm glad that you guys got to experience with me. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please like, share, rate, review the podcast, review the episode, share it with me on Instagram. I'm at Sparkplug Wellness. I would love for you guys to let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys once again for taking the time to listen and go on that journey with me. And now it's time to go out, do something positive, and be positive.